0: James, I've fallen a little bit behind, and I'm upset because it's actually in an area I'm very interested in, but I've been watching the Twitters, but not clicking the Twitters, you know, like when a thing scrolls by, but you read the headline, but you don't actually read the article. I've been doing that a lot, so I need your help, buddy. Xamarin has announced Hot Restart, and it sounds hot. I want to know more about it, but I'm too lazy to read. Tell me, James,
1: tell me everything you know about it. I mean, everything is hot nowadays. You got the hot reloads, you got the hot restarts, you got the hot UIs, you got the hot hotness. The, everything is hot. Every, you know, it's so hot, it's, it's literally on fire. Like, I, you know, it's it's hot. It's just, mm, I don't know. Why, why do you think I, everyone calls everything hot? I'd like the idea of
0: hot UI. Is that actually a thing?
1: Okay, so here's the thing about hot UI. So hot UI is not a Microsoft or Xamarin product. This is something from the um, the Google team, so what they uh, did is, um, they said we want to have this thing called Hot UI, and I was confused. I go, what is a Hot UI? That, that's kind of weird. And and normally they have like a hot reload technology similar to the XAML hot reload, which I'm sure we'll talk about today for like Flutter apps. And they were they, they announced this Hot UI, and I go, what what is that? I don't I don't quite get it. And what they did is currently. Like when you use hot reload, you're connected to a device or emulator. Like it's the same in Xamarin and in Flutter and in React Native and all the things, really, in the you know whatever. But it, you know how um, Swift UI puts the emulator or simulator like right next to the code. Like yeah, a preview. I love that. <laughs> I, I was so jealous of that. That's basically all I've wanted out
0: of an IDE. That's all I want my IDE to be. Is that split screen of
1: here's my UI and here's my code. It's kind of why I designed continuous that way. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of what they did. They they put the em they said, once you launch and are debugging your app, it puts part of your your emulator screen into the IDE and then They sort of took, do you remember the, um, what did we call it? Uh, it was the inspector. Do you remember the inspector? I, yes, I love the inspector. That was a great idea. I never
0: used it though. I was always, I don't know why I didn't use it. I guess, whatever, for reasons I didn't use it, but I, I,
1: I love the concept of it. (laughs) Yes. So they, they sort of did that where you could see like a property pane of sort of what you did. fascinatingly enough, it's very, very similar to what like WPF and UWP Hot Reload do already. There's actually a tool when you launch a WPF or UWP app that you can hover over your running app. And then that will take you like right to the source code. Like, so all the, it's it's like a, it's like. There's all these hots, so many hots everywhere doing all rewind, the
0: similar things. <laughs> I need to know when the hotness started. When did this uh, UWP hotness happen? How many years has that been?
1: Oh, here's the crazy thing is so is WPF and UWP had XAML hot reloading for years, but they called it something else. They called it XAML editing continue. Oh, it wasn't hot yet. So edit and
0: continue is turning into hot. I like that. Hot edit and continue. Hot edit and
1: continue. But it's just called hot reload. Uh, Brand names. They're
0: killing me. (laughs) They're killing me. But okay, we're going to get through this. Okay. Okay. So awesome. So they've had that for a while. Um, We haven't had it on forms. We've tried in different ways. There are different tools. There have always been little tricks you could play. um, Ever since we got uh, dynamic XAML loading to do it manually in Xamarin Forms but you're telling me that this UWP hot technology has been made available for forms, XAML? Am I getting that right?
1: Yes, the hot reloading, the reloading, if you will, of the XAML, which means I edit my XAML, my user interface, I hit save, and boom, it updates. It's a a hot reload, a hot XAML reload. It's like, boom, it's there. (laughs) It's all up in there. You know what I mean? So that's available. That's been available now for like six months frank so i don't know what you're doing over there but it's been available for a long time uh i think it rolled out in it was in preview for so i think since the last build when we announced it and uh and then it came in stable i think last october september october or so in in the in the stable channel for both mac and pc so uh, it, and that's it boom what? Done. So yeah. that
0: was my next question: Is it on Mac? And you just said, "Yes, it's on Mac." So I have been—I'm just out of the loop, man. I, I have not been keeping up. Um, um how long
1: ago is that? Six months, you're saying it hit stable? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, four, six. Um, what? What is it? February almost? Uh, yeah, about four, five, uh, six yeah. months. Um, now okay. that—that's—that's that's hot. XAML hot reload, right? So that is just the the reloading part of it. Now, what's cool about this? I do want to preface something that is not talked about enough, which I think will really tickle your fancy. Because you can use XAML Hot Reload, even if you're not in a 100% Xamarin Forms app. Let's say that you're in an app that is maybe fully seen kit. You know, who knows? Maybe that's a possibility. <laughs> like I have an iOS app, but maybe two of those screens are XAML. You're like this setting screen, I'm just going to XAML it up, boom, right? You can use Hot Reload. XAML hot reload on those pages inside of your app. As long as it's a XAML page, it can hot reload. It's good to go. It's magic. Okay. Love that. Um, In honesty, I
0: assume that's how it works because deep down, what's a XAML app, James? It's just an iOS app referencing Xamarin Forms, So it better work for my stupid little instances and all that. So I guess it's just whether you had the um, application class. I I guess that's how I would differentiate a Forms app from a non-Forms app whether you use the applications class. But one more does it work question. Does it work on device also or just simulator?
1: Oh, of course it works everywhere. Can you debug to it? It works. If you can debug to it, Frank, it works. Boom. Very nice.
0: Love it. Mm -hmm. Very good. Okay. So one more question. Does it maintain state, James? So say I have a button click and I change a variable inside the view object because I put all my code in the button handlers. There's no reason to separate your concerns. That's pointless. So <laughs> when I'm clicking this button and I'm updating the text field and I change the XAML, what
1: happens, James? I, great. This is a fantastical question. So uh, in this circumstance here, it 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 will keep your state if your bindings are in place. So, if you, Frank, just do file new page and you lay down some entries and a button and you say username, password, you fill it in, you change the margin, you hit save, but nothing is wired up, everything's going to go back to scratch. It's going to clear it all out. Uh, So, it doesn't have the, it doesn't have a form of its own state management, but if your page has some sort of, binding set up some data context so you have a view model or you even say binding context equals this and you have some backing fields it will rehydrate your view model so if you do have your view model in place it will rehydrate it okay so
0: you're getting you're getting to my questions man I was about to ask so it sounds like it's probably just saving the data context so that's pretty cool so if you do everything through binding or at least shove everything into that one object life is good yeah okay that's not yeah. too bad i don't yeah, mind writing those classes yeah it's not bad i hate
1: like how i set uh, it up is i usually do my view models first and then my ui so if you're not in that frame of mind then it it obviously it you can still lay down the controls which is probably why you're you're tinkering with it um mm-hmm. so maybe the data matters maybe it doesn't matter so that's that's kind of the
0: the yeah i'm curious yeah, I'm curious if there um how, can you control that serialization at all? What if I have like some funky objects inside of my view model because I'm a very sloppy coder and I don't <laughs> care. Uh can I control that serialization or is it all just it kind of works or it doesn't work?
1: It's all in memory. There is no serialization, man. It's all in memory. Just keep it in Ooh, memory.
0: Ooh, I yeah. love it.
1: Pr- mm-hmm. Beautiful.
0: Great. Fantastic loving all of this (laughs) yeah so So if we've had this for six months this all sounds great um what happened on twitter what did i miss recently
1: oh so you 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 missed out on the other hot the other hotness the other how much
0: hot can there be in the world
1: james there can be a lot of hotness from my understanding because everybody just wants to put the word hot in um we could all just you know maybe like Caliente or fuego, or something like that. So everything's either on fire, or it's hot. Um, and so there's another hot, which is in preview now. So this is what you've probably been hearing the rumbles of. If you stepped back into the Twitter sphere, you probably saw people doing this, which is called hot restart, not reload, restart. What does a hot reload do? Restart. Yeah. What does a reload do? It reloads. What does a restart do, Frank? Restarts the app. There you go. Ooh, okay. Nailed it.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, I can hot restart. Like I hit restart, the computer fans spin a little bit, it gets hot, and then the app restarts. How is this different from that, James?
1: This is a great question, Frank, and I'm glad that you asked. Can I ask you a question, though, Frank? Because I think a lot of listeners may not know what happens when you click that button. Or when you're in a CI/CD, because I saw some people on Twitter recently saying like their build times were very long and and their CI/CD was very long, and and my first question was maybe you should double check your log, see what's going on. So I, what I want to ask you is Frank, is when you make a change in your code and you hit build, or even if it's fresh, you just do file new and you hit build and deploy, what happens? Like what what is everything that is happening? And let me ask you that twice. What happens first on simulator, and then what happens if you go to a, a device, specifically an iOS device? Good, sir.
0: You really want me to list steps? You think I, I can do. remember them all? Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, you know, in a summary, in a summary form. In okay, a summary
0: form. in a summary, in a summary. Okay, okay. well, first, um, all your C-sharp code is compiled, and all the libraries that you reference are loaded into memory, and they're all compiled together. If that succeeds, a bunch of assemblies are output. Then those assemblies go through a linker and that linker tries to throw away as much code as it can because it's important to get rid of code. Then that code goes through the AOT, the head of time compiler, which converts it down to depends in this case. It either goes directly to ARM or x86 code or it can go through the LLVM Optimizing Compiler, which is what I love to do because I'm a speed freak, Um, but that step is very slow. (laughs) But either path that you take, now you have executable code. That all needs to be packaged up into an iOS app, which involves a lot of nasty things that you really don't want to know about, including ping compression. That all gets signed. (laughs) If the signing succeeds, which is, you know, a 50% shot, uh, then it gets uploaded to the device. But first it has to connect to the device, send a bunch of signatures, do a diff, start uploading. Once it's uploaded, then it has to tell the device to execute it. Once the app starts executing, the app opens a TCP port and signals that the debugger wants to start debugging. The IDE and the app both hope, hopefully are talking on the same port and connect to each other. The IDE then sends, please execute app signal. That signal gets run by the app and the app executes. <gasps>
1: Done. Beautiful. Yes, that is uh, exactly how it works. That's that's how compilation of apps to a device work. That is, that is 100% correct. And debugging.
0: Correct. I included debugging because it's important. You mentioned debugging because it's it's hard, but as .NET developers, we kind of expect it. That's why we're .NET developers. We like our debuggers.
1: <laughs> that's very true. Now, I want to add one additional step here because... Oh, that, shoot. I missed something. I thought I was so thorough. That is if you're on a Mac what if you're on a windows PC? Well, Frank, Uh you have to connect via over SSH. You got to do pairing. You got to make sure everything's installed. You have to do remote build compilation, ship assemblies back and forth across the wire. And that's in the middle of all that gobbledygook. And that's not to say that that's like a Xamarin thing. That is like how you compile an iOS app minus the C sharp. It would be Swift, right? And some linker stuff. But I mean, it's mostly that's how you compile an app.
0: I forgot a step that I want to include because it is important. We all put um, crazy new nougats in that uh. can manipulate the binaries after they've been compiled. Mm-hmm. So that's an important step that the code has to run through also. Uh, for those view models, people often use FODI that generates all of your um, I notify property change events because that's honestly just a pain to write. So in your compilation step you have to execute arbitrary code off the internet. How
1: exciting. It's very true. Well, let me tell you how hot restart makes out only two steps. But first, Frank, let's take a break and thank our good sponsor this week, Raygun. That's right. Raygun's back for 2020, baby. Are you struggling to replicate the bugs and performance issues that your customers are reporting? If so, ah, oh, that always stinks. That happens to me all the time, and I, I think I'm a pretty good developer. I think I'm not bad. Frank, do you agree I'm, I'm pretty okay? I like your code. I, I rarely complain about it. Only rarely. But it's not perfect. And yeah, sometimes I struggle to replicate those bugs and, and I have performance issues. It happens. But don't worry. Raygun is here for all your web and mobile applications. You plug it in just a few seconds and boom, it's going to help you diagnose your problems in a minute rather than hours. You can kiss goodbye having to dig through log files and frustrating user reports. Ugh, No one wants those. Make development life easier with raygun's error crash and performance monitoring tools every single software developer and software development team in the entire world deserves to be using raygun to help make their software better go to raygun.com to try it for free go to raygun.com and thanks to raygun for sponsoring this week's pod thank you raygun yeah you're a good coder i i wasn't complimentary enough there i feel
0: bad now you're I'm a okay. great coder james i'm
1: okay i'm fine mediocre but all right so two steps what if i told you frank that it would only have to do the first step and the last step
0: Mm, I i would say what are the pros and cons james there's nothing free you can't just throw away these steps without losing something but i can imagine actually throwing away a bunch of those steps so which steps do we keep i guess we'll start there
1: yeah, so hot restart, the idea of it is all inner dev loop. We talked about hot reloading first of our UI and that's while our app is running. Like, hey, I'm doing stuff, I'm doing stuff. But whenever I make substantial code changes, I add a new git, I add a page, it's not in my DLL. I need to stop and I need to redeploy. And even when you redeploy, a bunch of recompilation recomp- step ha- have to happen. Now, that does become faster than the first packaging of your app, but it still takes time. So hot restart says, what if we can help you quickly test your changes whenever you're doing multi-file code edits or resource or reference changes, and just push those new changes into an existing app bundle that's already deployed onto the device. So it keeps that sort of cycle really, really short. Yes. I would say, yes, ship it now. (laughs) I want this. (laughs) In fact, Frank, what if I told you that this would make your first builds 70% faster and your incremental builds 81% faster? I would say, I believe you because a lot of those
0: steps I just listed before, uh, a lot of them are redundant. Uh, It's doing essentially the same thing over and over. They can't do it. They can't store some things for reasons, so that is awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, keep going. Keep telling me good, more great numbers.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Well, so great numbers. So we did a, a little test with Hot Restart with the Smart Hotel 360 application, which is a big hunkin Xamarin Forms application. It's super big, big architecture. Um, and this took the initial build time down from three minutes down to 22 seconds, Frank. Very nice.
0: And that's, again, from Windows. So that's including the transport time, the waiting for the Mac time, I like to call it.
1: That is correct.
0: Very nice. correct.
1: Now, there's three more steps. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Let me go through. You wanted numbers, Frank. Let me go through the steps. Yes, please. Okay. (laughs) Initial deploy, 40 seconds, hot restart. Without hot restart, 26 seconds. And you're saying, hmm, it took longer. We'll get to that in a second, Frank. How about this one? Incremental build without hot restart. No hot restart, 40 seconds. With hot restart, three seconds. Yes, that's what I want. (laughs) All all right. Incremental deploy, 14 seconds without, seven seconds with, 50% slash. Boom, boom, boom. Okay.
0: What's, wait, I'm sorry. What's deploy versus run?
1: So build and then deploy. So that's run. Yeah, basically. Like how long does it take to hit the button and deploy to device?
0: Okay. So, okay. So we're up. I'm sorry. Do the seconds for build and the seconds for deploy again. So 40. uh, Hot
1: hot seconds. (laughs) So, so not hot 40 and 15 hot three and seven. Three and seven. Got it. So 10 seconds versus 55 seconds. Very good. And.
0: Are you gonna give me numbers for running, or we're just assuming running is deploy? Running is deploy. Yeah. Correct. Cool. Awesome. Love it. Okay. Um, this is cool. I'm not even gonna <laughs> dig into the details because you said one thing that kind of piqued my interest that it could handle images and things like that. Those are always kind of one of the nastiest parts of the um process. It's funny, but like you change resources and. It always can trigger weird things. Like sometimes the IDE, even today, will get a little confused and maybe not deploy your app. And I always wonder about that, like PNGs and things like that. So does it handle resources like that? Too? Sure does. Yeah, does everything. Sure does? Yeah, sure does. Easy peasy, man. No big Easy deal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Makes it done. No, yeah. So so um so it'll deploy all of your changes into an existing um, app, the debug app. If, if it's there on your device, if it's not there, it will, um, um, just deploy. It'll figure it all out. There's magic that yeah. happens and then it deploys <laughs> into it now. And this is all, so, so this preview it's in preview is only available, uh, for the windows machine currently. So windows and iOS and Xamarin forms only. So there's your restrictions, Frank, Xamarin forms apps, only iOS only, and, Windows only with an iOS device. So there's four things that you have to have. You have to have an iPhone or an iOS device. Got to have on a Windows machine using Visual Studio 2019. This preview got to be Xamarin Forms and it's got to be iOS, obviously.
0: Hmm. 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 I have feels. We'll call those the limitations. Um, so what does a Xamarin forms app count as Does that mean like I have my application class, like we were talking about before, or if I just reference forms at all,
1: is that good enough? It's gotta be a full, full full-blown shebang Xamarin forms app, app delegate, whole kick and caboodle.
0: Well, no biggie. You can always hide whatever Windows it creates. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, that's so funny. <laughs> it, it does that. It doesn't support storyboards or nibs or anything like that. But if you're doing all code, that should work just fine. So that's what I was thinking. So I, I, I'm
0: curious to pu- push that limitation a little bit to the edges. Um, that's awesome news for all the Windows people. And I mean that wholeheartedly because I, It's always been a bit of a frustration, I think, with Xamarin is deployment times from Windows. It can be a tricky process and all that. And so not having like a 10% or 20% improvement, but these big radical 80% improvements, that's really impressive. And so while I dislike the you got to run on Windows limitation because, gosh, I run Windows less and less these days, um, they deserve it. I think <laughs> so. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty nifty. Um, yeah. So, so it, it, it's only for debug purposes and, and yeah, you, you just plug in your iPhone into your windows PC and it just connects to that iPhone on your windows PC and goes like, it doesn't, you don't have to connect to a Mac. You don't need a Mac or anything. You need an Apple account and you need to install some iTunes prerequisite stuff. And, uh, does magic. I don't, I don't know how any of it works. So I'm not going into how it works or the magic, but, uh, just know that you just take an iPhone, you plug it into your computer and boom, and, and boom, it's done. And I think there's, it's, it's the start of it. So, um, immediately you're like, Oh, okay, well this doesn't seem like a tool for me because I'm, I'm doing X, Y, Z. And while it's called a hot restart, I, I think how, the team and all the blog posts and if you were to talk to me after i i announced it at the net conf keynote last year uh was that it should just kind of be how you debug an app and this is the starting point where based on the type of app you you are based on your deployment it'll just sort of deploy right it'll, it'll just happen like whether it needs to do a full shebang here's everything under the sun compilation It'll do that. And if it doesn't need to, then it'll just do a quick restart and then just go. So that's really what the, from, from the team's vision is there. And, and even though it has this fancy name called hot restart, I kind of think of it as just in the future, let's say if I'm future looking forward, I ideal it's just how you debug an app and then visual studio is just smart enough to figure out what to do like make make everything faster visual studio do that and i think that's Mm -hmm. in the far into the future that that's kind of what it's going to do hopefully Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) so uh we talked about limitations i don't want to stay on the negative side but are there any um other limitations or more like downsides like any new technology there's something i can't do like do any of those blog posts that i didn't read do they list any like known bugs any gotchas like if you're doing this it won't work any little things like that
1: so if you're using storyboards or nibs it's not going to support that it just doesn't work Mm -hmm. um so if you're if you're using any of that it's not going to work um Mm -hmm. if you're using static ios libraries and frameworks they're not currently supported however dynamic ios libraries are supported
0: uh this is the lib versus dot a thing so how did you package up your native code is it that question yeah i think um yeah this is something i've actually had to learn as a side tangent here uh back in the day we always created static libraries dot a files because ios did not support dynamic libraries which is the um darwin the the mac os uh version of dll's uh so that's cool um the uh dilibs are actually supported so i'll make sure anything that i have native code in, i'll make sure to output those neat
1: yeah i think that's really nice i think the problem with static libraries i think they have to they i think they also have to be signed i believe yeah
0: uh, it, it's I think everything has to be signed. I mean, if you're, it's weird. I mean, the static library goes into your executable, and your executable gets signed, so everything gets signed in the end. I don't know.
1: Oh, magic. That's it. (laughs) That's uh, basically it. Now, you obviously you're not using hot restart for publishing your app. It's uh, for debug purposes only. So there's that, obviously, part of it. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I think. Oh, you have to turn on the interpreter. So that's that's the only other thing you have to mm-hmm. do i wonder mm-hmm. how it all works if you have to turn on the interpreter in your,
0: yeah in your project well then it might have some performance things too but hopefully you won't run into that unless you're writing a game or something
1: that's true that's a good point and uh, I, I, I haven't actually asked the asked the team that it kind of doesn't I matter
0: point. though that's not what you're optimizing for here which i really appreciate because um that SceneKit app that you're talking about, I think I'm going to convert it over to be a Xamarin Forms app just to be able to use technology like this, because I uh, I have that terrible thing where a lot of the UI is built in code, and I change a number and I have to restart the whole app to see what the effect of changing mm. that number is. And you know, it's not bad. I made the app fast. It loads fast. It builds fast. It runs fast. But it's still terrible. So any little advantages here, I'll take.
1: You could totally have that application. You could just have a custom control, which is your current scene. And then all of your stuff around it, to be honest with you. That's fascinating. Oh, yeah. No
0: problem. Yep. I can. It's easy to write a Xamarin Forms control. You just (laughs) shove a... (laughs) what do you, you have to uh, create the Xamarin forms control. Then you have to go over to your native code and create a renderer for it, add an attribute. And that's about it. <laughs> and you're kind of good to go. That's so it. Yeah. I've, I have no trouble doing any of that.
1: Easy peasy to be honest with you. I mean, that's it. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. The, 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 the development team is just I don't know, doing some awesome stuff and it's quite exciting because uh, I don't know for me, I don't know if you, you remember when you got started with uh, Xamarin over a decade ago? <laughs> um, um, yeah, we, we, you know, no, nothing existed. I mean, it. it I, I could you couldn't I couldn't deploy to an iOS device via Windows machine. Like I th- think that Xamarin might be the only thing that you can. I mean, we didn't have a debugger, James, in the beginning. It was all printf
0: debugging when I first started.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah. So, like, the fact that it could deploy it all was a small miracle. If you use generics, it would crash. So, you know, we've come a little ways. (laughs) Dynamically deploying generic code through XAML interpreters and all that. Great. (laughs) So, uh, I have to ask the obvious question now. Does the uh, XAML hot reload work with hot restart? Can you enable both technologies at the same time? Or does the universe, like,
1: I don't know, implode? This is an absolutely fantastical question, and I'm so glad that you asked and absolutely yes. Okay. Um, so the the cool part here'd be is, kind of sad if they didn't, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. The cool part here is when XAML hot reload was enabled, the development team did something really cool. They Told Visual Studio, this must be might be a Windows limitation, but it used to be like if you were debugging and you tried to change source code, it would be like, "Nah, you can't change source code. Oh, like, my God. I hated that. I hated yeah. that so much. I think that kind of drove me
0: away from Visual Studio for a while. I, I, There maybe was an option, a way to turn that off. But overall, I just found it insulting. Like, no, I want to have the app running while I mess with the code. How else do I know what code to mess with?
1: Yeah, don't tell don't tell me how to code. IDE, I'll, I'll tell you what. Wait, I'll tell you what to do. I paid for a license, um. So they turn that off. And what's nice is when you do your XAML stuff, you hit save it updates. And if you go make code changes, um, it will do squigglies under all of the new code that you wrote and say, "Hey, you need to restart your app." to get these code changes so you could write full new fancy. pages everything yeah it's nice
0: so fancy i love visual studio gosh it's such a good IDE. i should use it
1: <laughs> you really should you could i mean think about using it at least at a minimum so yeah it, it runs it. fine on a mac i can run it in a virtual machine <laughs> that's true that's true you got that it's mac fine. pro imac pro mac pro did you I get the pro? iMac pro
0: no but you know what james i, I kind of like it Mm. so i figure okay something happened with my imac sorry <gasps> quick di- quick divergence here
1: what what happened that's not hot that's cold cold or oh, it Actually, got too hot. hot oh my gosh did i bl- get too hot to- oh my goodness. Did the hotness. it literally exploded. did oh. it did
0: well not that bad i blew up one usb port though so mm. i was playing with my electronic stuff as i do and little psa little public service announcement here I assumed that if you go through a few USB hubs, that there's got to be some circuit protection involved in that. You know, just a little bit, like a fuse somewhere, something, I don't know, anything. Well, I was playing with the electronics. I did something bad, something terrible, and all of a sudden, a bunch of USB devices stopped working. The computer was fine, but the devices stopped working. Troubleshoot, troubleshoot, you know, unplug, replug, play, 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 play find out that the USB port on the iMac itself is blowed up and won't recognize any devices. So I got a piece of red tape, and I put it over the port. I played taps, I said a little prayer, and I said, one port down, four to go. <laughs> it's just so Aww, sad.
1: So sad.
0: Oh, not okay. So- What I decided is when I've blown up all four ports,
1: that I'm buying a Mac Pro. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Buy that Mac Pro. Get the Mac Pro. Do it. Do it. I'm ready. Uh, That's not this year.
0: No, I know. I I felt like such an idiot. So everyone be more cautious than me. Don't don't run your IOT electronics off your computer power supply. It's just dangerous. It seems dangerous. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, Frank oh well thanks i didn't mean to end the episode on a downer there i just had to tell you it's it's been weighing on my mind all week
1: <laughs> oh well that's gonna do it for this week's podcast on that note too hot um, too
0: hot <laughs> too hot
1: frank got too hot yeah anyways um that's it that's all i got anything else you need to know about it did, did i just do it no, thank did you I, did very just...
0: much yeah, you, you did it I, I and did I'm it. filling in so many details in my head with my imagination. So, I I think it's awesome technology and I'm glad that you were here to explain it to me so I didn't have to use my eyeballs.
1: I also want to say that I think that it's good that you can come into the podcast and say, "Listen, James, I'm I'm way behind. Please catch me up." And I think that's okay because technology and the libraries we use, the IDEs that we use, the features we use, they change so fast, Frank. Everything does change really fast. It is highly fascinating. I was talking to someone on Twitter and they, um, they were wishing that they had a relative source binding in Xamarin forms like WPF and UWP does. And I go, relative source binding, let me give a breakdown here. Normally a binding is I have this view model, I bind it to username property, done. But let's say you're inside of a list, and you have a button inside that list and you want to actually bind a parent up. That's relative source binding. You're saying, I would like to bind to my parent instead of this. And you go up a chain, basically. It's a feature that's been around for a while. And they're like, I, you know, I don't have it. I go, you mean this this feature? And I sent them the documentation and they go, oh, I don't see it. You know, I'm using Xamarin Forms 4.2 or whatever, which is now, you know, six mm-hmm. months old. And I go, yeah, <laughs> we, we released it in 4.3. You know, and like, oh, you know, and you know, just one version like added this whole new feature that uh, you know just blows your mind. But it's hard to keep up. So I get it. I get it. So
0: yeah, I, I couldn't even track what you just said there. We might have to do a whole episode on that. So okay. I, I, I won't pick your brain now, but <laughs> I have <All> questions. Right.
1: <laughs> well, if there are features that you want to be updated on, let us know. Go to mergeconflict.fm or hit up hit us up on Twitter at mergeconflictfm. And yeah, let us know. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. Maybe you love other pro- developer productivity tools right into the show. Let us know that you're like, whoa, this thing is so cool. I use it and this is so awesome. We would love to know about it. Hit us up. Let us know. But that's going to do it for this week's Merge Conflict. So until next time, I'm James Bonta Magno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace.